Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive today my humble greetings in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Joseph, and this is the Jesus Cast podcast, and welcome to our weekly episode. Uh, today, we're going to be reading from the book of 1 John 3.16. 1 John 3.16, not John 3.16, just so you know, just so it's clear. And it reads as follows. By this, we know love, because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Amen. Heavenly Father, this is your weight. I believe, Jehovah, that you have sent me to be a vessel, Lord, to distribute your weight, to share your weight to your children, Father. And I hope that today, Lord, they will receive this weight, O Lord, and it will come into their hearts and it will transform their lives. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. So, yeah, uh, we are reading from the book of 1 John 3.16. And the writer here discusses uh, in this passage how Jesus Christ laid down his life for us out of a willing heart and this speaks to us as children of God to do the same to other people now I'm gonna uh, first just give a rough background of what Jesus Christ did okay Jesus Christ was born as a human being mind you Jesus Christ had every right not to be born as a human being just so you know and he gave his life for us so that we can be forgiven of all our sins Okay, so that every wrong that we have done, every law that we depended on during that time, we can stop depending on it and we can depend on his grace, his grace, which gives us eternal life as well, which gives us actually access to eternal life. And the Bible tells us now in John 3.16, not first John 3.16, John 3.16, that God gave Jesus his only begotten son to die for us. Okay, now I want you to come to an understanding that both of these instances they speak of two people who willingly gave okay god gave his son and this was out of his love it says for so god loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son okay and that whoever believes in him shall have shall not perish and now in first john 3 16 the writer now says because of his love because of christ's love he laid down his own life and I want us to come to an understanding that so Christ did this willingly okay he laid down his life willingly without being forced to and not only did he lay it down willingly from the beginning of his ministry as he leads up to the very day when he is crucified the process shows us how he is being beaten up you know how people are mocking him how people are trying to offend him for being the son of God you know he continues to take each one of these and he lives his life on the very basis that he is doing this willingly. And now the writer says, and that for the very same reason that he did it willingly, we ought to do the same for other brethren. We ought to do the same for other children of God. We ought to do the same for other people in this world. Our ministry, okay, our ministry the Jesus cast 
as a ministry okay not just the podcast not the clothing brand that we started okay the overall like the fullness of it is based on us coming to a point where each one of us can say i want to serve god with everything that i have i want to live for god and this isn't living for god just as someone who says i'm in ministry you know i i'm a pastor no okay there is more to it than just that Maybe someday I'll do a series that breaks down how we can actually serve God in its fullness. Or I can just do a message just to cover that. Now, moving along. And because our goal is to achieve that, you know, I felt it was right that I shared this part of our ministry with you guys. That, you know, we are looking for people who are saying we want to display Christ to the world. And not only do we want to display him to the world, we want to show them that there is more to serving God than just being at church. There is more to serving God than just doing it in ministry. In fact, yesterday as I was failing to sleep, struggling with sleep, the Holy Spirit uh, kind of like spoke to me and in a sense that it reminded me of uh, a certain passage in scripture uh, when the walls of Jericho came down. Okay, And the Bible tells us that the, in, in that instance, the walls of Jericho, Jericho as a city, it was so fortified, it was strong, okay? So they had shut themselves up, the people that lived in Jericho, okay? And Jericho was one of the lands that was supposed to be taken over by the Israelites, by the way. So the Bible says that, you know, they closed themselves up so much, so because of the fear that the Israelites would come in. And this just, you know, reminded me that, Today, we live in a world where our church looks like the people that were inside Jericho instead of the people that are outside. See, the Israelites had the inheritance, okay? But because they were outside, they had no access to it. And in a very, very, you know, uh, how, a spectacular way, God revealed how these people, you know, we as Christians, as believers, have closed out the world. We have shut ourselves inside this bottle, you know, inside this, inside these walls of Jericho. We have created a wall of Jericho to keep people outside the church, you know, to make sure that no one actually comes in. When people come in, we do things to them that push them outside of it. And the essence of that is, we have become a community that does not want to display Christ, that does not want to be outside of the church. We just want to be inside the church. In fact, so many of us just live our lives just going to church, coming back home, going to church, coming back home. No lives changing, no lives impacted. And I feel that our podcast, you know, I feel like this platform is created to impact people, okay, to keep people inside God, to make sure that people just come to God to bring down the walls that are keeping the church secluded or what's the right word? Faction? Faction? Yes. That has created factions within ministries where people are even afraid to come into the church. Now that's not the message, okay? I'm, uh, I'm just trying to emphasize the point that Christ willingly died for us, okay? So that we can have eternal life. And now that we have this life, we are denying other people the same very chance. The very same chance. Oh my God. English. Oh. God wants us to be a people that live life for him. And here's what 
I've entitled today's message, The Ultimate Sacrifice to Serve. What Jesus Christ did on the cross was his ultimate sacrifice to show us that he loves us. And love is the ultimate sacrifice. Love is the ultimate sacrifice to serving. In fact, serving is the ultimate sacrifice that that proves that we love people. It's the ultimate sacrifice that proves that we care for the world. It's the ultimate sacrifice that proves that we have compassion for the world. It's the ultimate sacrifice that proves that we are in it for the long run. We are not just saying that we are believers. So when we start serving God, we represent the very love that Christ represented for us. We become, in a way, the love itself that God wants us to become. The Bible tells us that God is love. So when we display love, when we sacrifice and when we do service, we display the God that is in us. We display the love that is in us. Just three points that I want to share with you today. Point number one is, serving is not imposed on you. Okay, You do it willingly. Jesus Christ gave his life willingly. Okay, He was beaten up, he was bruised for our transgressions, but all of that he did willingly. In fact, <laughs> to prove how willing he was, when Peter tried to stop these guys from taking him, he fights with Peter instead of fighting with the guys who, who want to take him because he wants this to happen. Okay, He wants it to happen for our freedom. He wants it to happen for our lives. And most people, okay, most of us, we feel like we, like, like we have to be forced into a calling. We feel like we have to be forced into serving. You know, we feel like uh, the church has to plead with us. Hey, can you please come and serve with us? Can you please come and do this for us? Can you please come and do this for us? Look, okay, servanthood is a, is a willingness that comes from our hearts. Okay, it's a willingness that God has, you know, put in our hearts for us to actually want. Most of us, we just feel like it has to be dragged out of us. And I believe the opposite. You know, I believe that, you know, it has to be something that we are willing to do. Okay. It does not have to be imposed on us. We have to be willing. Okay. Jesus Christ was willing to be used by God for our sins to be cleared. And that is enough to show that God won't force you to serve him. But he wants you to. He wants you to serve him. He wants you to have a willingness to serve him. He wants you to have a heart to serve him. He wants you to have the love for the brethren, for the people around you, so much that you say, God, for your people, I will do this and this. And I feel like we've come to a point where we don't understand the basics of ministry. Okay, Ministry isn't going to church. Ministry isn't just a church building. Ministry isn't just a pastor sharing. It is the overall of us people who say we are disciples of Christ and we will spread his word whether in church or outside the church. And we will serve God whether in church or outside the church. That is ultimately what ministry is about. Point number two is you don't ask for permission to do it. 
feel like a lot of us, we just want permission. Okay, we 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 want to go to Bible schools, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. In fact, it's an incredible place, an incredible platform for us to learn to grow. Okay, but I feel like we have created these laws now that govern how we're supposed to serve God. Okay, uh, we've created these barriers to entry for ministry. You know. People have to live in a certain way to serve God. People have to live in a certain space to serve God. People have to have a certain qualification to serve God. And that's why now the role of serving God has been, you know, downplayed to only pastors can do it. Only ministers and people within the church can do it. No. Okay. You can do this outside the church at your workplace. You can do this. You can serve God. You can live for God. You can be that person that says to uh, the team at work, can we guys do uh, a morning session each day you know and pray with them and include them in this god that you are experiencing and this life that god has given you and this experience mm -hmm. we want to be ordained in churches by so so that we can have the title of pastor and without the title we don't feel like we are serving god hear me out You don't need permission to serve God. In fact, because of the willingness in you, I've always believed that from the willingness that is in you, you will just pick yourself up and go and do what God has called you to do out of the conviction that's in your heart, regardless of who says what and how they say it. Regardless of the barriers to entry, you will do it anyway. Because you understand that you don't need permission to serve God. You just have to do it. I believe that the disciples actually wanted to be called by Christ. And because they wanted, when Christ actually went and called them, they stood up. They just jumped. No questions asked. They went and did it. And that's what's expected of us. That's what God requires from us. That we do it willingly. That we want to. But at the highest level. We don't seek permission from anyone to do it. We just get up and do it. A couple of weeks ago. I had an encounter with God as well. And this was uh, based on. You know. This ministry that we're building. And I was asking God. God. Is this something that I should be doing? Should I be pursuing this? Should, wh 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 what is expected of me from all of this? You know. And. One morning, God says to me, Joseph, you don't need permission to do this work for me. You're already doing it, so why do you feel like you need permission to do it? So if you're out there and you're wondering if you should, if you should do anything for God, if you should serve God through his people, he's saying to you, you don't need permission. Just go on and do it. He wants you to do it. He has planted that spirit in your heart to want to do it. What's in your heart right now isn't something that was just you know, created by your imagination. It's something that God has impressed within your spirit. He ensured that he plants that in your spirit so that you can want to do it. And because you want to do it, you don't need permission to do it. You just get up and do it. final point we all have a purpose 
<laughs> not one, okay? Not even one of us is without a purpose. Whether we know it or not, okay? We all have a purpose. God has planted a seed in you to do something worthwhile for someone. God wants you to do something and because he wants you to do it, okay? But not forcefully so, okay? He wants you to do it with the willingness to do it. Okay? And not only does he want you to do it with the willingness, he doesn't want you to go to him and ask for permission to do it because you'll be serving him. And when you serve him, when you serve his people, I mean, because you'll be serving his people. And when you serve his people, you will be serving him. Your seven sheep of God, okay, of the people of God rather, will represent the love that you have even for God. And with that seed that God has planted in your heart, that desire, that strong passion for people, that strong passion to say, I want to do this, I want to do this, but you feel like you need permission and you feel like you need to be told when to do it. You know, that desire is the purpose that God has planted in you. Jesus Christ, in his situation, he chose that he will die for us so that our sins can be cleared, so that we can be forgiven of all wrongdoing, so that we can receive grace, so that we can have relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. And that very relationship is what he expects of us to use to have access to other people, so that other people can have access to him. So that other people can have the willingness also to serve him. So my question to you today is, what are you doing for other brethren? What impact are you making in your community for the children of God or for even for the community as a whole to experience God through you? What are you doing to display God to the world? I don't want this to feel like maybe I'm... Um, being judgmental as to how people should serve God or how people should live for God. I'm just trying to make a point that God has created in us a spirit that wants to serve him. He has implanted in us a desire to want to do good for other people. And when you do good for God, I mean for other people, you do it for God as well. The Bible around Matthew 25, 26 tells us about how uh, he says that I was in prison and you didn't visit me. You know, when, when he separates the sheep from uh, the other flock and he says, uh, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I had no clothes and you did not offer me any clothes. And the Bible tells us that to those that did not do those things, they ask him, when were you in jail and we did not, we did not come and visit you? When were you hungry and we did not feed you? And he mentions all of those things. And then he says to them, for each one of these little ones, for each one of my children that you did not do this for, you did not do for me. And he says to his sheep that for each one that you did the following things for, you were doing for me. And that's what God expects of us, to do things for his children on this earth as a representation of doing things to him for him but I'm going to go back to this point I feel like you know we have closed off opportunities to do this for people we have closed off opportunities to be impactful people 
we feel like the need for us to be impactful comes from titles. I need to get to this position, then I will do this. That's not how God wants you to be. You can start with the little things, with the resources at hand, the resources that you have. People are lost out there, man. Like literally people are lost. They're looking for a chance. They're looking for someone to save them. They're looking for people to just come and say, we care for you. We want you to be a part of our community as well. You turn people away on Sunday just because they don't look the part. People come to church on Sunday and feel like we don't belong here, so they don't come back to church. You say things to people that push them away from the church. Something needs to change. Something within the church needs to change. Something within the Christian community needs to change. And it needs to change as soon as possible. Because there are too many people who are far from God because of us. Because there are too many people who would rather go and worship ancestors, who would rather go to other religions that do not bring them to eternal life because of how we treat them, because of how we behave. We cannot keep pushing people away from receiving Christ. We need to come to a point where we say, enough is enough. We are going to display Christ to the world. We are going to show the world who Christ is through the works that we do. Remember, and I want you to get me, the works are not for the purpose of you getting to heaven. Okay, they're for the very purpose of you ensuring that people can recognize God, that people can see God, that people can have the very same access that you have to eternal life. Jesus Christ died so that you can have it. So what are you doing for other people to have it? What are you saying for other people to have it? What are you typing on your phone for other people to have it? I hope, I hope and believe that we can come to a point where we can say, God, we are giving our sacrifice to serve you. That's our sacrifice to say, thank you, Lord. We will serve you with our lives. We will serve you with our hearts. We will wake up each morning and we will go out there. And represent you the best we can. Whether it's in our workplaces. Whether it's in our businesses. Whether it's in our churches. whether I don't care. You're saved. Your job is to become a disciple of Christ. And as a disciple of Christ. You need to represent him to his fullest. Not partly. People shouldn't question whether you're saved or not. 
people shouldn't question God because of your actions. We have a calling that is higher than the callings of this world. And I know that maybe you haven't discovered it yet. But God has a purpose for you that will impact other people on this world. That will change this world. That will have us as believers in some of the most important positions in the world that will impact change for the everyone, for everyone. But that's not going to happen whilst you don't have the willingness, whilst you're waiting for someone to give you permission to do it. Get up and do it. It is the ultimate sacrifice. Obeying that voice that tells you to pray for someone, that's what God wants you to do. Being able to discern what God's intention is for someone else or God's plan for someone else is that. And being able to tell them, okay, being able to tell them that God says this and this about you, that is ultimately what we are working towards. Because we want to serve God with our lives. We want to serve God with our hearts. We don't want to be, you know, just redundant believers we don't want to be just people who say we are saved but there's nothing showing that we are saved the bible tells us that faith without works is dead not to say that you need to prove your faith through your works but that your works will prove your faith I'm looking for people who are saying, God, I'm ready. I'm willing. And I don't need permission, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to display God. I'm going to display you, your fullness to the world. As I walk in this streets, as I'm driving by, people will see you through me. In my workplace, people will know that there's a God in that person because of what I'm doing. I'm going to serve with my life, with my hands, with my lips, with every piece of me, with every inch of me. I'm going to serve you for your kingdom and for your glory. Those are people that God is looking for. When we speak about the Great Commission, the Bible tells us that we should go out and make disciples. This was not speaking to pastors. This was not speaking to apostles. This was not speaking to evangelists. This was not speaking to teachers. This was not speaking just to, you know, prophets. It was speaking to everyone who says I'm a disciple of Christ, who says I'm following Christ, who says I'm living a life because Christ called me. And that's where God wants you. In the forefront. To say, I'm a representation of Christ. I'm a representative of Christ. Oh, English, what week? In closing, Jesus Christ sacrificed his life for you and me. He sacrificed it for your friends, your family members. He wants each one of us to be saved. 
He wants to give each one of us an opportunity to be saved. I'm saved. You might be saved. But it doesn't end there. There are more people that need to be saved. There are more people who have to be saved. The Bible tells us that, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I want you to raise your hand today and say, I want to be a worker. Because more people are waiting on the other side. More people are waiting outside the walls of Jericho for the walls to come down so that they can experience the same love that you experienced. You're walking around Mutzili on the roads. Oh my God. And you don't even look at people. You don't even greet people. You miss so many opportunities to save people's lives because you don't want to be seen. You don't want to be known. You just want to live a life independent of other believers. You go to church every Sunday morning. You walk in, you walk out. You know no one at the church. Raise your hand today and say, I'm changing. I'm moving from that. I'm going to be different. I'm going to represent Christ to his fullness. And that's the life that he has called us to. And if you, re if you recall, during our series on called, I mentioned this many times. That we are all called. All of us. We have a purpose. So go out and put that purpose to use. Amen. Now if there's anyone, anyone, who came across this message, you know, just in passing, and you're saying, I want to experience this that Joseph is speaking about. You know, I also want to be called. I also want to be a willing individual who's called. I also want to live a life that is eternal, a life of purpose. I also want to represent Christ. I also want to experience what it feels like to represent Christ. I want to give you that chance. Maybe you've seen people who have lived a life that represents Christ. And you look up to them and say, I want to be like that person. Today I want to give you a chance to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you are there, I'd like you to say these words with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come before your throne. I humble myself. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that I'm a new being, that the old has passed, that my sins have been cleared. I believe that you died on the cross so that I could live, so that I can have life in abundance. So I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this encouragement today, Father. I believe, Father, that, Lord, you planted this word in my heart so that your children can experience it, so that your children can hear it, Father. And I pray with my heart that, Lord, today, Jehovah, they will raise their hands and say, I want to make an impact. I want to serve. And I hope that today, God, as they have the willingness to serve, they will go out, Lord, and they will represent you to your fullness. They will display you to your fullness, Father. They will not hold back. They will live a life of faith. They will live a life that displays their faith. In Jesus' name, God, I pray. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for each and every person who contributes to it, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.
tuning into the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you.